When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome to a new month here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio, and on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback to us via the contact form on our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. You can also anonymously tell us what you think of the show by filling out our survey at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash survey. This episode is brought to you by the Vintage Radio Club. This club is a supporter-driven portion of the website where you can find additional features while browsing the I Love Old Time Radio website, like no ads and sort by genre and cast. For you Silver and Golden Age members, we'll be releasing two additional episodes a month, usually on the 1st and the 15th. Our first special feature is the Mercury Theater's adaptation of The Count of Monte Cristo, starring Orson Welles. Join us at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash vintage today. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday, each day with a different theme. Thursdays are not for the faint of heart, as we play Lights Out. This week we play episode number 5 in the 1942-43 series of Lights Out. This was originally aired November 3rd, 1942, and it is also known as Across the Gap. But Arch Obler introduces this as Neanderthal Man. For the devil and Mr. O. Good evening. This is Van Christo. Welcome to the Van Christo Radio Theater. Tonight, we present another of the radio plays of Arch Obler, the famed writer and producer of Lights Out. These collected plays, presented under the title of The Devil and Mr. O, represent radio drama at its finest. This is the theater of your mind, where you are about to enter the zero dimension. There are no boundaries or time limits here, only the depths of your own imagination. And now, to tell you about tonight's program, here is Mr. O. This is Mr. O. Arch Obler. Have you ever wanted to turn time backwards to a pleasanter era, back to the days long before ticking atom bombs and air pollution and the inbred madness of our cities? Now picture this in your mind. We're in the Dordogne region in France. Beside a road shimmering in the heat of the midday sun stands a large, dusty limousine. The lid to the engine is open, and a begrimed little Frenchman tinkers with the mechanism. Within the car sits an Englishwoman, Kay Stanton by name. Next to her is Jim Brent, an American, a member of our own State Department's diplomatic corps. 
By the way, if you haven't turned out your lights yet, turn them out now and listen to Neanderthal. Aren't I what, Michelle? Aren't you clever with engines? I think I will rest a moment and talk with you. Oh, this sun. It is doing its best to fry the little brains I have left. <laughs> Poor dear. Come on, get in. Jeffrey was worried about your ability to fix the engine. Ah, most comfortable. You should try working with your hands, my dear Jeffrey. It gives one a most exquisite appreciation of the comforts of propulsed seats. Sorry I'm such a dud at machinery. Now, now, Jeffrey, don't be so stuffy. Claude's much too primeval in his ways to be subtle. He thought you ought to help fix the engine. He'd be shouting the fact at the top of his voice. Not at the top, my dear. But perhaps in the middle register. We, Kay, as usual, you are right. I like all knowledge of the diplomatic arts. If I do not like what a man is doing, I'm forced to say so abruptly and completely. What an advantage you men of the diplomatic service have over we other poor mortals, my dear Jeffrey. Sorry, but I'm much too warm at the moment to think you're very funny. Oh, you too. <laughs> the minute you get together, the great battle of words begins. Aggressiveness versus diplomacy. The financier versus the diplomat. <laughs> As the Americans say, bury the hatchet, my friend. Huh? I'm afraid Mr. Wallace will never appreciate my virtues. He likes men who sit around green tables and talk. I, on the other hand, do not like sitting. I do. The um, diplomatic way of getting things done is the only civilized way. And again, monsieur, I must beg to disagree. There comes a time when if a thing is to be done, one must do it. And diplomacy, how do you say it, be hanged. Hmm. The philosophy of ruthlessness. Caveman philosophy. What do we know of cavemen? I know that a ruthless aggressiveness may reap temporary rewards, but those rewards that have come in a far greater and more permanent form have resulted from the use of a civilized code. A friendly exchange. Calm consideration of facts. The, the, the ethical way of life. The ethical way of life. I tell you... All oh, right, gentlemen. It's just about enough of that for one day. <laughs> so sorry. A thousand pardons, my dear Kay. Are you certain it will run, Runner? In my simplicity, I know but one way to find out. And that is to try and start it. Voila! Clever Claude, isn't he, Jeffrey? Let's hope it continues to run. Oh, charming thought. Let's be on our way, Claude, before we fall apart. I said, Mom. We're very late, Claude, so speed's the word. Right. The sooner we get out of this country, the better I like it. Why do you say that? Oh, I don't like this place. Gives me the chills. With the sun doing its best to parboil us. What are you talking about? I'm not talking of temperatures. I'm talking of atmosphere. These forests and hills. Whenever I travel through here, I feel as if I were passing through a place old beyond decay. But that is amazing. Hmm? What do you mean? Because what you say of this country we are passing through, you speak profound truth. Truth? We are at Le Mustier. Le Mustier? We. Oui. Does that mean nothing to you? Oh, nothing. <laughs> Not to me either. Le Mustier. The Mysterian period. Dawn of mankind. Neanderthal man. Near. You mean here? We. Oui. Here. In this country which you say is old beyond decay, were founded Neanderthaloid skeletons. What you call cavemen. Men from the dawn of man's antiquity. 
God, are you serious? Some of the finest specimens of Neanderthaloid skeletons have been discovered in the caves right in this region. Really? It is unfortunate we are in such a hurry, or we could stop, perhaps, and see a few of the caves where the excavation have been made by the anthropologists. We haven't time for that sort of thing. I said as much. Claude. So I was saying, the anthropologists have found the most wonderful remains of this early species of man, who are said to be the source of the horrible ogres in our fairy tales. <laughs> what are you talking about? Silly nonsense. Yes, Claude. How could anyone possibly know after 50,000 years what this Neanderthal caveman looks like. But that is simple. From the peculiarities of the skeletons that have been found, it is simple to reconstruct the physical appearance of the race. Really? I remember hearing the hands and feet were very large, the thigh bones curved so that the men walked like apes. <laughs> Teeth and jaws were large, enormous brow ridges resulting in a fierce, horrible expression. Oh, how nice. Oh, they were men and not men. Horrible character. Hey, would you mind telling your erudite friend to step on the accelerator? We've got to be at Monet within two hours. We'll never get there at the pace he's driving. And Kay, would you tell your impatient compatriot that I drive as fast and in a manner that pleases me alone? Would you tell him that? Claude, look out, the road's blocked. Don't swing your wheel, you fool. The can't hear something as long as I can. The Jeffrey, please open your eyes. Mm. Jeffrey, please open your eyes. I'm so frightened. I don't know what... Okay. Oh, thank God you're all right. You're... You're all right? Oh, yes, yes, I'm all right, but... But, Claude, I don't know where he is. The cliff. We went over. We were thrown clear, I guess. The car's over there. It all broken up. But, Claude, I, I can't see him. Yeah, help me out. Oh, oh, what is it, Jeffrey? Oh, my arm. Broken, I guess. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, I'll be all right. I'm lucky to be alive. I don't understand going over that horrible cliff. And Claude... Back here. In the brush. Well, come ahead. Well, what's the matter? Are you hurt? My, my knee. Kay, are, are you all right? Oh, yes, Claire. All right, stay where you are. We'll come to you. We'll come to you. Don't move. Oh. Sorry, God. I have to get my knee bandaged. It is all right. A little pain is better than oblivion. Oh, sorry, I can't be of any help, old man. It's a blasted arm of mine. It is all right, my friend. Kay's doing excellently. How cold it is. We that wind. Freezing. But how could that be? In the middle of July. Claude. Jeffrey. What is this? The car goes over a cliff. We don't die. A warm, sunny day, and now suddenly it's like winter. What is this? Tell me, what is this? Steady, we... There must be some logical explanation. I know this country, like you say, like the back of my hand. There is never such cold wind here in July. I tell you... Oh, oh Claude, you shouldn't try to get out. I... 
I'm all right. Oh, we've, we've got to get help somehow. No. No. All I want now is a cigarette. No, I haven't any. Oh, there, there are some in the side pocket of the car. I'll get them. No, 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 Jeffrey, I'll get them. But you, you can't go through the bushes with that arm of yours. I'm all right. I'll, I'll be right back. Okay, hey, hey, wait. I'll be back in a minute. This infernal me. Better sit quietly. Quietly, quietly. It is not in my nature to be quiet. A stick. Get me a stick. I'm not going to lie here the rest of my life. Get me a stick for a crutch and I... Wait, wait a minute. But I tell you... Wait, I tell you. There's someone coming. Okay. No, no, the other direction. But I do not see. There, over there to the right. Now, don't you see? The bushes are being yes. pushed back. Yes, I see. Some peasant will give us assistance. We... Now everything will be all right. Of course. Oh, there we are. He's in the clearing. Now he... Oh. Who? Who is that? Oh, no. What? Who? Am I mad? This cannot be. He's looking at me. twisted body, the head thrust forward, the neck bent like an ape, those enormous brow ridges, the broad flat nose. You did not recognize. Well, well. Once, in your own British Museum, I saw a reproduction of a man like that. Huh? Never did I think that I would see him in life. I tell you, speak. Who was he? Who? A man of the case. is extinct 50,000 years. I tell you only what I saw, what I know. And I tell you you're mad. But you saw as I did. No. The thick, hairy body. The short, ape-like limb. That misshapen face like, like something out of a nightmare. Yes. A nightmare of 50,000 years ago. A caveman comes out of the past. No. No, stop talking like that. Can't be, I tell you. Can't be. He's, um... Madman wandering these forests, that's all. Why? Cavemen died here 50,000 years ago. The past doesn't come back, I tell you, it doesn't, why? Claude. Eh? Kay. Oh. Kay. 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 Kay, where are you? Kay, where are you? Kay. Answer. Kay. This is Mr. Owens Moore. An auto wreck somewhere in France, and out of the past has come a man of the caves, a creature supposedly extinct for 50,000 years. The Frenchman Claude believes that this has happened, but the American Jim Brand does not. Now the two men are searching for the third member of their party, the English woman who has suddenly disappeared. We give you again Neanderthal. Well, it's nonsense, I tell you. Hallucination. Eh? Yes, that hallucination. Driving along, we were talking about the Neanderthal man. So when we saw that hairy peasant, we immediately took for granted that, well, here was one of the Neanderthal come to life. I tell you, the air was hazy. Our nerves were shot. We saw things that don't exist. Why? Why is it a bit of cold? That, at least, is reality. Uh, keep moving. So... 
I'll answer my own question. It is bitter cold because time has moved back to the third interglacial age. Ah, you do not believe the evidence of your senses. Yet perhaps you will believe that that is a campfire up ahead. It is a fire. Yeah. Quickly, Rene. Oh, quickly. Can't you hobble faster? <laughs> Kay, we'll get who's ever there to help us find Kay. Come, hurry, Rene, hurry. Hurry. It's the one we saw, all right. Keep your voice down. He will hear us. What? What manner of man is he? Time and time again, I have told you. But he... He and all like him have been dead 50,000 years. You said that yourself. Dead don't come back to life. We have come into his life. Not he into ours. Kay, keep your voice down. Oh, but Kay, she is not there. You can see for yourself. Well, then she's lost. She's wandering around. Keep your voice down. I warn you. Lunatic, savage, whatever it is. Perhaps he's seen Kay. Get down, you fool. No, no, I'm going to talk to him. Stay down. Hey, hey, you up there. Look. We, uh, we want to talk to you. You fool, you fool. What have you done? It's easy. It's coming this way. Yeah. I'll settle this. Oh, you. While we were unseen, we had a chance to plan, to do. But now, now... Don't talk like that. I, I was in West Africa for two years. I know how to deal with savages. Look at him. You think there is even a, a savage? Mm. He's tough. Afraid of us. He's the ugliest figure I've ever seen. Friends, old man. See? Friends. Look, 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 money. I bring you money. And pretty things. Oh, and you, what a fool. Words of money for him. Jeffrey, look out. Let me go, you strip. Jeffrey. I tell you. Jeffrey, I can't help you. Do, do not try to hold back your tears, my friend. That devil. I never realized before what pain the human mind could endure. <laughs> Why did he do this to me? Why? Do you ask the wolf why it kills? Oh, killing would be one thing, but... Once I, I saw a gypsy break the wings of a wild bird. Oh, Renée. Oh. I thought that time would come in my life when I couldn't reason something out. But this, this is beyond reason. Thrown into a cave like a side of beef to wait. To wait for what? What? Oh, I only... Wait. What? Someone is coming. I heard. I hear nothing. Listen. A woman. Kay. Catherine. Is that you? Kay. Answer. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Kay. You. Kay. Oh, Catherine, are you all right? Kay, where were you? No, no, you. Both of you all right? Oh, we're all right. We don't matter. You. Are you all right? You're dark in here. Are you all right? Tell me. Catherine, you. It is you that matters. What? No, no, listen. There's so little time. Eh? What? He's busy building up a fire. There's a chance if we run quickly. Run? Quickly. Yes, come. We... We're not at liberty to go, my dear. Why? A matter of broken bones. Oh, no. That is the way it is. Tell me what happened. Jeffrey, you. Claude, you. Tell me what happened to us. That old... Who is he? Is he really a Neanderthal? There is no doubt. But men like that have been dead for centuries. 
How did it happen? Why are we here? When the automobile went over the cliff, we went into another dimension of time. What? I don't understand. And I too understand little. But can it be that it bends in time or static things? That everything which occurs remains in existence as life moves on further along the, the corridor of time? Then you mean when the automobile went over the cliff in some way we went back into time instead of forward? We? Oui. No. No, that's impossible. Things exist when they exist. Not afterwards. No. Now, there's a, there's a factual explanation to all this. Factual? Is not the pain of our bones fact enough? Is not... Wait. What is it? A chant of some sort. Why is he... What is he saying? A beginning of worship. A chant to the rising sun. What is happening to us? Only a few hours ago. So happy the three of us. On our way to a party. Party. Another age. We've got to do something. Strange. What? Only a few hours ago, I was the girl. And you, Jeffrey, the calm, poised diplomat of the green table. Stop talking nonsense! <laughs> He's coming in here. For us? We, we've got to do something. Do you hear me? Do something! I won't die. I, I can't die. Do you hear me? Do something. I won't die. I can't die. Do <laughs> I'm sorry. I never could endure pain. We understand, Jeffrey. Try not to think, dear. All my life, I, I've known what to say. And now... Oh, Jeffrey, no. Let me talk. While I can talk, I'm a man. And I won't be a man when he gets in here. If I had a gun... A world of reason. That's what it was to me. And everything could be settled with reason. In a world of reason. If I had a gun, everything could be straightened out at the conference table. <laughs> That's what I thought. All my life, it would be that way. All my life. But you see... That's because I've never met force in all my life. If I had a... But you can't reason with unreason, can you? When you're facing brute force, words and ethics and logic and good faith don't mean anything, do they? If I had a... You've got to face force with force. And a gun is force. And I've got a gun. Jeffrey! Yes, yes, I tell you, I've got a gun. Diplomatic service. They make me carry it. Oh, I hated it. I thought I'd never use it, but... Now we've got to, don't we? We've got to. Oh, he's coming in here. God. Go right on, go right. Reach in my pocket there. The gun, use it, use it. But I, I use it if we're to live, use it. Jeffrey, it's reaching. Oh, so I, my hands are, I turn. All right, then. I'll shoot him. So... 
morning. We... Now... We go on living. Something may happen to return us to where we belong. I don't think so. Nor I. Perhaps we will be able to leave some record behind us so that the world of the future will know and understand this strange thing that has happened, this meeting of the present and the past. Jeffrey, don't just stare. It's over. Talk to us. I was thinking... I just killed a man. Yet, it's 50,000 years before I was born. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard a fantasy, just a story about a long time ago world where brute and unreasoning force were the order of the day and men were afraid until they found deep courage within themselves. Yes, what you heard was just a fantasy. But think about it in terms of what happened in the recent past of our world and what might happen in the very near future. Think about it. But let's talk more about that after a word from your announcer. This is Mr. O again. We were talking about the future, all right? Let's talk about our future play. Of all the stories out of my writing past, the one that many people ask me about is the very strange story titled The Revolt of the Worms. Yes, worms. Those little night crawlers on your lawn, those strange, slimy creatures of the dark who plowed under the land long before mankind ever invented the plow. So, next week I bring you the Revolt of the Worms, and I challenge you to listen. It is later than you think. That's our story for tonight. I hope you enjoyed it, and will join us again as we travel through the Zero Dimension in the theater of your own imagination. So until we meet again next week, when I bring you another story in the night, this is Van Crystal reminding you that the extent of your own imagination is unlimited. One purpose of these programs is to help you exercise those imaginative powers. I hope we've succeeded. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Being thrown back in time only to be attacked by the very thing they were discussing. The Neanderthal Man. We hear this episode talking about broadcasting Revolt of the Worms next week, which of course we heard three weeks ago. While this story is from 1942, the broadcast is from the 1970s, as part of a syndicated series called The Devil and Mr. O. We hope that you're not upset that this copy is recorded from the 1970s, but it's still the episode that aired in 1942. After all, you're listening to an MP3 from 2018. 
And that's going to do it for our program. You can find I Love Old Time Radio on iTunes, the Google Play Store, and on Stitcher. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn. Please take the time to rate us and leave a comment as well. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com. Support the show by joining our Vintage Radio Club at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash vintage or send a one-time donation at iloveoldtimeradio.com forward slash support. Tomorrow is another episode of You Bet Your Life with Groucho Marx, and next Thursday we return with some more Lights Out. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off. <laughs>